There really is nothing better than a good night's sleep. It gives you energy, releases stresses, and even helps you heal. But there's a downside to the importance of sleep, as when you don't sleep well, it will leave you feeling lousy, exhausted, and unwell. And then it can even affect your memory and your ability to think. And studies have shown that it actually makes you more prone to accidents, which is troubling if you're driving a lot. This is the Dr. Lamb Show, and we're here to empower you to take control of your life as we talk about integrative medicine. Today, we're going to talk about poor sleep, the difficulty in falling asleep, and even staying asleep. What are the causes and what you can do about it? I'm Dr. Carrie Lam, and for years, I've been working with people from all walks of life, helping them to feel better using natural and holistic strategies. And I'm Dr. Jeremy Lam. I'm an expert in preventative medicine and chronic conditions, and I have a particular interest in combining both conventional medicine as well as holistic medicine to promote health and well-being. And so really, you can't underestimate the importance of sleep or how it will impact your body when you don't sleep well. So without further delay, let's talk about some common sleep complaints and what causes them. Dr. Carey, can you tell us about why someone uh, complains of not being able to fall asleep? Right, this is a very important and common complaint that we see in an adrenal fatigue sufferer. Um, as you know, in adrenal fatigue, the body goes through different stages. First, the alarm reaction, then the resistance response. And then as the body gets more and more stressed, the cortisol output at first goes up. Cortisol is a kind of miracle hormone because it stabilizes the body. It gives the body energy to overcome stress by helping break down of sugar and if you have too much cortisol, especially if it comes out too, too much during the daytime, um, you can feel more energy and more jittery. However, cortisol normally uh, starts out high in the morning to wake you up and get you started in your day, but it has to be broken down uh, throughout the day and has to get lower at night so that you are able to fall asleep. If you have too low cortisol throughout the day, you're gonna wake up kind of slumpy. And then when you have too high cortisol, um, like I said, you can feel kind of that anxious, jittery um, feelings. If your cortisol is high at night, let's say eight, nine, 10 o'clock, even though it's supposed to be low, it's actually high, you can have the difficulty going to sleep. Uh, how do you normally see this on a saliva curve, Dr. Jeremy? Right, so we would see it where it would kind of be a, re a reverse curve. And like we said, the cortisol should be low at night, but instead we would see that it stays high and it cannot come down. And so it takes uh, some people hours to be able to fall asleep. And so this is just one of the reasons, could be maybe you have high cortisol at night. So oftentimes, uh, you know, cortisol is only part of the picture. And that's sometimes where we see people make common mistakes because they say, well, if the cortisol is high at night, then let's just normalize it. Let's uh, try to press it down. But when you try to press it down, the body may not like it, especially if your body has already been used to this type of high cortisol for a very long time. And in fact, you can actually crash yourself. 
So what do you do when you have high cortisol or problem falling asleep? Uh, you have to look at all the other systems that might be involved, uh, different body systems, and help balance those throughout the whole day, not just at the nighttime. Mm. So you're saying that when you have adrenal issues and the cortisol output is inappropriate, you want to first make sure that adrenals are doing well, the neurotransmitters are doing well, the bioenergetic circuit and the cardiovascular circuit, all of them are working well together first before you can bring that cortisol down, right? Like artificially. Um, and because there are supplements that can bring cortisol down, things like uh, phosphorylated serine or nervines, like herbal nervines and and that's what you can see in a lot of um, sleepy time teas that try to bring that cortisol down. But really the main principle is that you want to be able to support your adrenals throughout the day. And over time, that cortisol will come down by itself. Right, Dr. Jeremy? Yeah, that's correct. And so that's the, uh, that's the key to really the success is to give the body the nutritional support that it needs and then allow the body to self-regulate. And so then the body is able to affect the feedback loops that it has, regulate itself and calm itself down. Otherwise, you can take, like you said, all these kind of sleep aids and eventually sometimes sleep medications, which you can get hooked on. But that is, again, only the Band-Aid, right? And it can have a lot of side effects that are not uh, very good for your body. So it's very important to find the root cause of the inability to, uh, inability to sleep, whether it be cortisol, whether it be your hormones, norepinephrine or epinephrine. It's very important to find uh, that root cause and then address that root cause. I would say one thing that is very helpful that you can do, and it's probably mostly harmless, is to do some adrenal breathing at night. If you feel very wired and tired and you're unable to fall asleep, you're just tossing and turning, just um, think about breathing and doing this uh, belly diaphragmatic breathing because that will increase your parasympathetic response in and to, to balance out that sympathetic wiredness that you're feeling. So bring down that whole threshold of feeling high and wired to being more calm and restful, especially at night. And breathing is not only important at night, but we tell our, you know, our patients, our clients to do it every hour if they can throughout the waking day, because most, sometimes if your cortisol is just high throughout the day, you need to also work on, on bringing that cortisol down throughout the day rather than only at night for your sleep. So getting your body used to that type of breathing is very, very important, especially if the cortisol being high is one of the root causes in your ability, inability to fall asleep. That's all right. And so, you know, if you have trouble falling asleep, it doesn't matter how early you go to bed. And you just lie there even longer, bored, frustrated, and tired, and really unable to fall asleep. And that can be pretty frustrating. So if you would like some help with uh, finding out that root cause of what is going on with your sleeping, uh, particularly as it also relates to adrenal fatigue, then call us at 714-709-8000 to talk to someone who really understands and can help. 
Now, struggling to fall asleep isn't the only sleeping problem that uh, people often complain about. If you fall asleep easily, but then you wake up in the middle of the night, wide awake, your mind racing, and struggling to go back to sleep, then you're not alone. Yeah, so we call this the inability to stay asleep. A lot of people might not really know how to approach this issue, and they get more and more frustrated as they look at the alarm clock and see the time ticking. And uh, usually if you go see your doctor, they might put you on a sleep medication rather than saying, hey, why is this happening? And uh, just giving that Band-Aid sleep aid might help you suppress your neurotransmitters and make you go to sleep, but that doesn't really fix the root cause. And in the long term, you can build tolerance to it. And if you don't get to the root cause again, it will probably stop working um, after some time. So the, the main thing you have to do is really understand what can be causing these sleep maintenance issues. We talked about having the high cortisol um, that can prevent you from fa- falling asleep, but having high cortisol in the middle of the night can also spike and, and make you wake up too early. Dr. Jeremy, can you tell us a little about that? Yeah, so if you have high cortisol in the middle of the night, uh, you know, it spikes, instead of spiking around four to six o'clock, which is supposed to be waking you up in the morning, it spikes up earlier around two to three o'clock. And that could be the reason why you feel very wired and tired when you wake up. Some other uh, reasons also when you look at your neuroendometabolic stress response and the circuits involved could be your bioenergetic circuit where if you have a blood sugar imbalance, then you, you, know, uh, you have reactive hypoglycemia that, then can co- that could cause you to wake up as well. And so Dr. Carey, kind of what is one of the challenges that we kind of give our patients to see if you know, their blood sugar issue could be um, causing them to wake up? Right, and so if you're having blood sugar issues that might be waking you up, a simple thing that you can do is eat a handful of nuts before you go to bed. And also if you were to wake up in the middle of the night, um, but these nuts, make sure that they are, have been soaked ahead of time so that they're, uh, the tannins have been, com- have been stripped of it and they're easily absorbed. Um, after you soak them overnight, you can either low roast or dehydrate them so they don't get soggy or moldy and you can keep them for longer. But giving yourself some protein in the, uh, before you go to bed and also if you were to wake up can kind of mitigate that sugar spike. If you can't tolerate nuts, it could due to sensitivities or it causes some stomach pain. You can try almond milk or some pumpkin seeds or some um, uh, other types of protein uh, before you go to bed and if you were to wake up and that. And if it helps, then hey, maybe it's a metabolic issue that's actually causing you to wake up in the middle of the night. Right. And some people are often afraid, right? They come to us and say they're afraid to eat in the middle of the night because, hey, it's not healthy to do that. I feel like I'm not going to be able to digest very well. But, you know, we've seen with uh, people with adrenal fatigue that their metabolism uh, requires that they need to eat every two to three hours. And so if that's happening during the daytime, then it's also going to be happening at night. And so you need to be able to feed your body what it needs, when it needs it, 
And when your body stabilizes and your body recovers, then, you know, those things will improve as well. So some other um, issues that can cause women, especially to wake up in the middle of the light night is actually estrogen and progesterone imbalance, especially if they have to undergo menopause. Women can say that the hot flashes and the night sweats wake them up due to that uh, ratio difference between the estrogen and the progesterone. Some also, women also have a difficult time with uh, holding their, their urine at night um, due to having many uh, childbirths and therefore their bladder can't uh, contain that amount of liquid. And so they wake up in the middle of the night and they have a hard time falling asleep. If you have hormonal issues, it is very important that you um, get some testing done where you can actually try to balance these hot flashes because hot flashes are actually, uh, we have been normalized by our society to think that hot flashes are normal and you're gonna go through it in menopause. But really, no, if you're healthy, if you go through menopause well, you don't necessarily have to have hot flashes. And we can definitely help with that transition if you are about to hit menopause or if you're still dealing with hot flashes and night sweats waking you up in the middle of the night, helping with the your adrenals output of reproductive hormones can help with um, those hormone imbalances that you're feeling. And some aids that you can try taking is, you know, taking melatonin, that's more natural, uh, L-theanine, GABA, and 5-HTP. And then if that fails, then sleep medications. But doing all this is not getting down to the root problem. It's only going to uh, just suppress the symptoms until the root uh, continues to be problematic. So ultimately is about investigating what that root problem is and addressing that. Right. We also try to investigate the melatonin levels. Um, as you can do a morning melatonin, you can do a high melatonin. Melatonin is supposed to be opposite to cortisol. So if cortisol is low at night, melatonin is high at night to help you fall asleep. And this hormone that comes from the pineal gland is produced at night to help you fall asleep. And then in the morning, it's supposed to drop down low as your cortisol comes up. So there's opposing forces. And uh, melatonin is also be able to be easily tested if you want to get tested, like we said, you can call our office and we can order those tests for you. Uh, we are at 714-709-8000. And we're here to also see how your levels of hormones, cortisol, and melatonin are when you have sleep issues. So if you found this information helpful, or if it helps you to reduce stress or anxiety about your inability to sleep, fall asleep, or stay asleep, then please subscribe to and share this Dr. Lamb Show podcast so that more people can see it and hear it. And the more you understand the damage that poor sleeping habits and adrenal fatigue can do to your body, the more you will feel more comfortable looking for help for these problems. We thank you for spending the time with us today as we're here to empower you to take control of your health. This podcast has been produced and broadcast solely for informational and educational purposes by Lamb Clinic. Statements and views expressed in this podcast are not medical advice and have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The products and supplements discussed in this podcast are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
If you believe you may have a medical condition, please consult your own doctor. Opinions of guests are their own, and Lamb Clinic does not endorse or accept responsibility for any of the statements and views made by guests. The views and opinions of guests in the podcast are their own and do not reflect those of Lamb Clinic. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. In some cases, individuals on the podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in the products or services referred to herein. Podcast listeners should always seek the advice of their physicians or other qualified health providers with any questions they may have regarding their own medical conditions. Podcast listeners must always continue to follow the advice of their personal physicians for all of their medical needs.